Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my good, 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 good friends, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. What's going on, guys? We got it. It's hump day. We did it. We're halfway through or more than halfway through another pandemic week. Seems to get easier and easier, right? Should I jinx it like this? Are people, are we still saying hump day in 2020? Is that a thing we're doing? Uh, yeah, we're going back. Yeah, why not? I'm going back to all my favorites. Hump day, Wednesday. It's radio speak, right, Dave? I don't know. I like that you radio? guys, I, I like that you guys can identify what day of the week it even is at this point. I, I've, I've long That's since true. lost track of any of that. I'm just enjoying the fact that we're knee deep into August awesomeness. Basketball, hockey, yeah. hockey, and basketball all day long with a little bit of hints of football starting to get sprinkled in more and more each day. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer. It's funny, Dave. Like I, we talked about all the different times to you know signify when football is coming. And um, on my East Coast fantasy football league, we usually pick a draft order like July twenty third ish. And now here it was. It was like mid August. I'm like, hey guys, I think we have to do this. And like. What are you crazy? I was like, no, no, we're doing it. It's here. What are you talking about? Hard knocks, fantasy magazines, all that stuff. Like, yeah, all right, yeah, go ahead, spin your wheels, go crazy. But I do think it's, I do think it's gonna happen a little bit. We'll get into that in a minute. NBA, like you said, NHL, very weird last night. Here's the thing, and Charlotte, listen up here, you especially, because this, <laughs> these are the ills of gambling. Twenty and one, the favorites went twenty and one. In all three sports, ML, MLB, NHL, NBA on Monday. So what's going to happen, right? The gambling gods do not let you come up for air. That's it. They they are going to pound you on Tuesday. There is no way they're going to let you take all favorites and win. And what happens? The Magic over the Bucks, the Portland Trailblazers over the Lakers. If you had those two on a parlay, you got 32 to 1 odds. Shame on all of us for, for passing up. You must feel a special... Uh, Special level of shame, Charlotte, for not participating in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I knew I knew it. I was like, I should have done that. Did, is uh, that the first time that two number eights have have uh, upended the number one seed? Oh, interesting. I didn't even think of it in those terms, like in the same day. Yeah, it might be. Might be. I haven't heard. I don't remember it in years. I definitely don't remember 20 and one. Dave, um, I guess we'll get into it. Are you nervous? We're going to be. How do you bet these teams? We're going to make our best bets on Friday. Does this change your thoughts or you just think the good teams will prevail? Yes, it's the ongoing theme since we started doing this a few weeks ago is how um, uncertain this year is versus every other year or season. And I mean, I'm hearing a ton of maybe it's hitting my ear and standing out to me. I feel like every game I watch in the final moments, it's like, this is the first time in NBA history, and this is the biggest number mm. in NHL history. There are a lot of firsts and a lot of precedent setting in these bubbles, and I, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's starting to become clear that it is not a coincidence. This year is unique, and so maybe all the assumptions we typically make during postseasons yeah. should be thrown out the window, but... I, I will say, spoiler alert, I'm going to stand by the Lakers at least. Yeah, just to, we, we have to have some sense of normalcy, right? We're not going to I mean, I won't be stunned if the Bucks blow this thing, but the Lakers have to be yeah. able to at minimum or else what there, there's just no sense whatsoever to anything we're looking at in either the NBA or the NHL. Charlotte's rooting for Dame. She's all over Dame. Yeah, I don't know. Can't I had a Dame. 
I had a very weird thing watching the game last night where I really found myself wanting the Lakers to win. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's I need some semblance of normalcy the way Dave is saying. But like as soon as as soon as they took the lead, I don't was that the third quarter? Did it take them that mm-hmm. long? Um yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. Like something is playoff LeBron showed up. Something is right. And then at the end, you know, I I do have to say, though, anytime Dame takes that shot from, you know, I don't know, New Hampshire um, Mm -hmm. to the basket, I'm like, I wish I were as confident about anything in this life as to take (laughs) that shot. Like he takes that shot and I'm like, are you high? And then it goes in and I'm like, no. okay, you know, like imagine being. Imagine being sure enough of yourself to take that shot multiple times. Yeah, I know. You're, it's very weird. It's like and they, we played pickup basketball many, 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 many years ago. And if our teammate at the time took that shot, we'd be like, hey, I'm just not going to play with you anymore. This is <laughs> this is lame, right? It was just like you're not trying. You're disregarding me and everybody else who have much better shots. Just take a look around, Ray. Right, Dave? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's right. And uh, yeah, you're calling out just one suspect when, of course, you and I could mm. uh, could summon at least a few guys who d- used to do that out on yeah. uh, in our pickup basketball games. But yes, either way, the um, I, now it, it's different because it was Dame bringing the ball up the floor and just pulling the trigger suddenly and catching his defender flat footed by who was laying off him by eight foot uh, eight feet. This is three minutes to go in a tie game and they're screening 40 feet from the rim for him and he's pulling the trigger there. It's taken on a different level now. Um, And and I guess I'm kind of with the people who are saying that, you know, this is trumping Steph. It's kind of like we talked about, I think, a week or two ago. Odell Beckham, nobody ever did the one-handed catch until Odell did. And Mm -hmm. then ever since we've seen other better iterations of it. Like somebody had to show that you could do that, make a show it was possible within a game. Now that Steph has shown that Dame has elevated it to another thing. I mean, th- this is a planned, this is a planned thing. Like, Hey, Whiteside, go screen high up there for so he can pull the, this, yeah, our be- yeah. this is our best bet here. A 38 footer with three minutes to go against uh, the heavy favorite <laughs> Lakers is insane. And-, and he's drilling it too. What's weird about it, though, I think it's as much as everyone's in love with it, as much as everyone loves seeing it, it seems so foreign and, oh, my God, it's going in. It's going to turn on a dime if he starts missing these in crunch time, right? It's just like people will forget how successful he was this week and last week and the week before and be like, all right, you're passing up better opportunities here and you cost your team the title. I think that's how fickle fans could be, right, Charlotte? Well, you know, what's interesting to me is that after the game, um, he said he's practiced this. Like, this was something that he and his yeah. trainer worked on in, the, not, I was going to say off-season, but in the, um, you know, virus break, Quarantine. whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Because he, the the sideline reporter was like, um, you know, kind of joking around, being like, oh, you know, that shot, or like, so-and-so said you couldn't do it. And Dame was dead serious. He was like, go to hell. Like I worked on this. This is not, he was not having any of it. There was no banter. He was like, my trainer and I worked on these shots from that far away. And that's why I'm good at them because I'm a professional. Yeah. And I I respected that answer. He was like, don't, this isn't luck. Like this isn't me just being like, oh, this is a whim. It's like, I worked at this. I got better at it. And now it's paying off. So what do you want me to say? Yeah. Well, that's right. And, um, you know, rare uh, do you get things in such sharp relief. I'm with you, Sal. Dame cannot continue 
to make those with any level of, mm. uh, you know, with any sort of positive percentage there. But the Lakers, meantime, five of 32 from three. I mean, they, the, the, those Terrible. those two <laughs> oh things are God. not going to continue. That's why I'll stick with the Lakers. That's why I'll jump to the I'm end I'm kind of the story. with you, too. Maybe it goes six now and not five, as I initially thought. But, yeah, five of 32 is miserable. AD was all over the place in the beginning. I actually thought he was injured. I'm like, oh, we're three possessions away from uh, there being an announcement that he's injured. And then he came back. Speaking of taking threes, maybe he doesn't need to take as many threes. Um, you know, he's a seven-footer getting fed by LeBron. Who, by the way, 23, 17, and 16. Basically, as a point guard in that game, just phenomenal at his age or, or any age. But Dame puts up 34. They win. Um, maybe they caught the Lakers off guard. I'll tell you this. The NBA is in trouble if the Lakers are not around for all of September, right? I mean, I don't know what the idea is, but they it would be a Disney disaster if LeBron went away for the last six weeks of this tournament. Um, I, I don't know what the solution is. Maybe the NBA throws Portland a COVID party down in downtown Disney and doesn't <laughs> tell anybody, and then they just have to quit, but... Um, do you guys agree that it's it's a monster, monster failure if they're gone? Oh, yeah. If I'm the NBA, like if I'm Adam Silver, I, I would not sleep until the Lakers yeah. make it through Portland because that is. And even I think that that's sort of why I found myself rooting for the Lakers, because I was like, it would be so I always root for the underdog. I always want the upset. I love that. But this isn't March Madness. Like, I do want I do want right. to see LeBron through the playoffs. I think it would be really cool for the Lakers to make it to the finals. I mean, with everything, with Kobe this year, with sure. how strange everything's been, and LeBron finally getting this group of guys together to get their act together, I think I kind of, I'm realizing if it comes down to Celtics-Lakers, obviously I'm going to want the Celtics, but I kind of want the Lakers to do it. And so I think that's mm -hmm. where you start realizing, like, oh my God, if Portland pulls this off, it would be very cool for Portland, but everyone yeah. else is going to be like, no, yeah. where'd LeBron go? And circumstance will be set aside. History will ignore the the specifics of this moment. This is legacy stuff for LeBron. And I know players in the moment like to say legacy is for media. Of course, players care as much as how they're remembered um, over the decades mm. as much as we schnooks do. But they love when it's convenient to pretend as though. No, no, those conversations are, are stuff that the media perpetuates. And we don't really think about those things. Of course, that's a bunch of pap hooey and applesauce. Um, but yeah, if wow. I, I, I do think it's striking that uh, that my pal David Carr already has pointed that out that like Kobe would not let this happen. It would be a singular focus. And the insinuation uh, is that LeBron with the, with the MAGA hat, I don't know if you saw that he was wearing the MAGA calling for justice for Brianna Taylor. I mean, it's like talk about fickle Sal. If the Lakers yeah. go down, that will be the charge. They were distracted by other stuff. You know, that, that will be uh, of course what happens. And it's a weird, like, uh, so his humanity is yeah. a strike against him is a weird is going to be a weird in basketball terms. They'll be like, LeBron was the number one seed and this is his last best shot to win a title as constituted, yes. you know, as the star of a team. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it, 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 there, there's some heavy weight going into, into game two now for the Lakers all of a sudden in the rest of the series. Well, and you know, it's silly to say he's distracted by social justice causes like who that people to get in it. But one thing he may have been distracted by is the unveiling of these Toon Squad uniforms. Now, I know you guys have thoughts on them. Charlotte, you have strong, strong thoughts. Dave has very <laughs> strong thoughts on any uniforms. Mm -hmm. 
um, good or bad, uh, whether they matter or not. This, you know, this is a movie that's coming out. This is Space Jam 2. It's coming out not for a while, kind of questionable time for a release, maybe for the picture, or maybe he doesn't care. But one person who does care, like I said, Dave Damashek, he is our uniformant. And I think we're supposed to have a jingle for this, but we're not. We did not quite get it um, to our, our musician in time. But Joel Solomon, you wrote a little something. Do you want to come on and uh, sing something, getting us into the uniformant segment? No, not, not specifically now. Oh, stop. You were dying to do this. You begged before the podcast. Joel, we need it. We need it. All right, Dave. I'm going to do my best for you. Here we go. Come on. This is for you. Logos are bright and gold. Jerseys are big and bold. Is it something you'd wear? Does it make you stare? The uniformant. I, I don't know how you could possibly get any better than that because we've reached the peak of the really? mountain. Oh, that's that's grand stuff. <laughs> grand stuff. Well done. That's okay. gonna be stuck in my head but, all day. Well, will it? Will it? Hit it, yeah, Joel. Give yeah. us option number two. Oh, there's another one. All right. All right, hold on. It's more like this is more like superhero-esque. Okay, okay. When a new uniform needs reviewed, a team logo that a team logo that could be seen as lewd. There's only one person that's qualified. He takes his review with so much pride. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. <laughs> See, I Charlotte, like I think See? that's a keeper too. And he, I think we even leave the stumble in there from the beginning. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we record that. <laughs> is that uh, it? All right, two well, options. <laughs> and then Joel, the last, the last I, I one. Oh, there's another one. There's okay. the last one. And it's more just dragnet. And we just go, right. the uniforms about to be reviewed are real. Color scheme, logos, and fonts have not been changed to protect the innocent. This man takes his job very seriously. He is a licensed professional. Please don't attempt this at home. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Wow. All right. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Those yeah. are all, all right, well, fire, Joel. Thank well, you. Let, let's take a vote. Let's because uh, we're going to professionalize one of them. Um, I'm sorry, Joel. I just uh, I think uh, really? yeah, we got to put it out there. Really? Our guy Dick Banks. Yeah. Right. Uh, what do you guys like? I like number one. I think I'm OK with all of them. But I mean, I like them all. And and I, I kind of the last one I kind of like the most, except it has to be Ooh. a jingle. So the first one, I mean, okay. I, I just want to say that, you know, Bob Dylan <laughs> isn't great because he has a perfect singing voice. It's the soul he brings to it. <laughs> The soul of Joel, I think, really is what makes all of those oh. things. So I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted. I don't know that we need to profess so quote unquote professionalize them. I thought they, you know, they, right. they okay. had a real spirit. Well, either but way, I, I love them settle all. On, we have to settle on one, right? He can't just uh, launch into the three of these every time. The first one is still stuck in my head. The uniformant. Yeah. So I yeah, think we got to yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. All right. All right, Joel, you did a nice job for really not nice. being prepared. I like that. Thank you for that. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Thank you for your service. All right, now let's hear about the, what the uniform and things of these um, LeBron Luniforms, basically. I liked it. It was a literal interpretation of the Looney Tunes thing, that logo, the bullseye thing. It's right there on the chest. And the thing that jumped out to me more than anything else, yeah, they're silly and cartoonish, but then again, it's a, that's what the whole movie's about. Who I felt yeah. bad for or I felt that should be ashamed of themselves 
are the basketball teams and and sports uh, outlets out there that have worse uniforms than a cartoon uniform. That I mean, like, Ooh. that's a disgrace if you're out there. Like, uh, you know, there there are certain teams out there that just have atrocious getups, like the Cavaliers still look lousy and and uh, and otherwise. I thought that the bullseye thing though worked neatly. I support it. I'm going to give it an overall grade of an A minus. Oh, what? I like it. I like it very much. A minus. You didn't care, Charlotte. You didn't care for them. Oh no, I didn't like them at all. What happened? Well, I thought. Okay, so first of all, you put them next to the the original Tune Squad, which are iconic. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's clean. It's much more of a sort of. Uh, 70s, 90s aesthetic than the sort of this felt very the new ones feel very early 2000s to mm-hmm. me. They feel very much like, you know, when Doritos tried to make their logo cool and you're uh, like, what? I don't know. I, I just I'm I'm a purist. I am much more into the the shorter shorts and the 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 sort of, you know, bold white and blue and red and like some stripy situations over the um, kind of more smoothed out graphic Adobe Illustrator looking stuff. So that's mm. where I'm coming from. Dave, I respect you. I care for you deeply. And I think you're <laughs> super wrong. All wow. right. Listen, I have I to like- say, wait, go ahead. Be- before I go, I, I would say without even knowing your opinions ahead of time, I would have thought it would be the exact reverse. I would have thought Charlotte would really? like it. She would like the flair and Dave would be like, ah, no, we got to go back to the basics. But this throws me for a loop here. Mm. Dave, you want to defend yourself? Well, I, you know, listen, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the cliche about uh, kings don't uh, bother themselves with the opinions of but But... <laughs> I do, I, I do like, I do like uh, establishing in the here and now, as this is one of our very first uniform reviews, that we already have a cynic ready to push back at uh, at my opinions. That's mm. perfect. So, so, so we'll have a nice counterbalance there. Yeah, Good. listen, it's, it's. Uh, I'm contextualizing it, Charlotte. You understand? Like, it, the, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like that if I saw that. If, if, um. You know, if the Boston Celtics came out in in some variation on that getup, then I would be. Are we outraged. getting personal now, Dave? Oh, Are we getting wow. personal? That wasn't, I, I, wow. that wasn't even. I wasn't even. T- I mean, it could be anybody. Um, okay. Yes, I didn't like when the when the Toronto Raptors. How about that? When they came out with a giant cartoon dinosaur on their getups, I thought that was humiliating for grown men who right. who made it to the NBA. This in the context oh, no. of See, an animated movie. All right. I'll, I'll give them some leeway there. It's silly and fun. No, so I'm going to allow it. I loved the dinosaurs. Anything with the <laughs> dinosaur on it. I mean, I think maybe I'm maybe I'm revealing myself to be a little stranger than you two originally thought when you wrote me into yeah. this whole thing. Sure. I mean, well, listen, we I love no. <laughs> I love I see I, I'm not I'm not a curmudgeon about like how ferocious a logo is like I'm cool with the Anaheim ducks. I'm cool with the Pittsburgh penguins. I know those aren't fearsome beasts to compete against. I'm more vexed by like the Nashville predators and how lazy that is. You know, like, it's like, we need a fearsome, like who's will be a scary foe for our competition when they come in. They're like, yeah, but it is 4.58 p.m. on a Friday. Let's get out of here and let's just go predator. Like, you know, like, one that eats all, you know, like that, that's a good enough. Good enough. Let's get out of here. That's a, let's yeah. not overthink this. Like that is upsetting to me. Um, yeah. But like the, yeah. I, I do similarly, like, the Pelican, the Pelicans is not as, uh, yeah. the, the, well, and, and they got eaten up like a, like a giant bird would kind of in this, uh, tournament. <laughs> I'll say I'm not, uh, I hate to say this, but I don't care. It's fine. 
it seems it seems okay to me. I, I'm not gonna get crazy if my kid wants to order one. I'm like, all right, that's I'm not embarrassed if you wear that in the street. Um, I'm more in tune with the movie. I want to know what goes on. Does LeBron get a, a coach fired in <laughs> Does- Space Jam too? That's what's fun to me. <laughs> that's funny, Sal. I, that's a good Thank one. You. Does Does anyone else think it's funny that Clay Thompson is in it? He is. Oh, I, can't, yes, he I is. can't get over that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Clay Thompson is in the new is in the new Tune Squad. I just think like the most sort of khaki wearing polo sporting dude is like I'm gonna be in wow. the new Space Jam. Yeah, into it. Wow. Yeah, your your video froze up for a second. And I only heard Clay, and I was like, oh my god, please tell Clay Travis isn't. No, in oh no, 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 yeah. no. All right, all right. Thank God we could all watch. Um. Charlotte, Dave brought up the Celtics and your boy Gordon Hayward is out for four weeks. Are you going to be okay? Are the Celtics going to be okay? Well, ah, God, I don't know. I was going to I was going to call the Celtics and be like, look, if you need an ankle, mine is available. It's not super strong, but like it'll get the job done while he's working (laughs) on his ankle. Um, I mean, as long honestly, I think that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been playing so unbelievably well. Um, and he, and Kemba, I mean, I think the team is really gelling at the moment. And so if this, if the circumstances were different, if they'd been having trouble getting it together, I think I would be more worried with Hayward out. I'm still not mm-hmm. happy about it, but I'm not, right. I'm not ready to count them out or think that it, it diminishes their chances completely. Um, so if they can hang on, you know, they said it's going to be three to four weeks, I think, um, which that's a long time in the playoffs. Yeah. But I mean, on the other hand, like if they can hang in and then he can come back and and be an added um, you know, weapon in the arsenal, maybe maybe it can work. I think they're OK for this series. Um, and also they're used to playing without him. I hate to say it, yeah. but, you know, when you when a guy gets injured as much as he does and it's like, yeah, it's nice having dad around the house, but he's <laughs> off uh, eight months a year selling aluminum siding on the road. But um, I don't know, Dave, why, why do I have so much resentment for my dad? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Go no, on. That's, no, your, that's your Zoom call with your therapist how, later. So. How did it make Sorry, you feel you. when your dad was on? No. So um, <laughs> the um, yeah, I, I guess I'm ultimately with both you guys. If uh, if we're signing off on the Celtics are OK, at least in the short term here. It is a shame that Hayward was playing his best ball in uh, in the Celtics green and white there. So uh, a shame there. And also I, I was starting to feel like watching the Bucks. I was starting to feel like that Jack Nicholson um, uh, in the departed meme, you know, that everybody keeps using that like, aha, I told you about the Bucks yeah. weren't ready for prime time yet. And now this kind of uh, spoils it for me a little bit. By the way, Departed, right, right. terribly, terribly overrated movie or one that has not <gasps> even held up for a decade now because of all the cell phone technology. But that's a conversation for another time. Oh, right. Yeah. Unless you want to have it now. Dave, your, your second bad opinion of the day. Well, I mean, the how surprise, much? though, Go ahead. the surprise Charlotte should have been figured out three minutes into wasn't Anthony Anderson was in there. I remember that being a conflict like he should have known that they went to the academy together and all of a sudden all this bad shit's happening and there's a mole. How about maybe it's the new guy? I don't know. But no, I, 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 I don't know. He has but a crew. Just, he has a twenty-year-old crew. Everybody in the crew, but there's one guy who's an ex-cop, and he's a yeah. criminal mastermind, Nicholson. But he can't do the math on that. Like, who could it be? Who could be the? Who could be the the the, the double agent the in, in my crew yeah. here? Like, maybe okay. the new guy who's the ex-cop. Maybe like, no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 
I was clearly, I clearly had my my rose colored Boston glasses on when I watched that every single time. So <laughs> can we you see gotta those? Forgive me. Do you have those handy? Yeah. Um. Hold okay. on one yeah. second. That's all right. <laughs> they're, they're right here. Look, I found these guys the other day. No one on the pod on the podcast people would be like Charlotte, shut up. But wow. Oh, they are little rose colored. Yeah, they're pretty like good. That. Very <laughs> right, Boston. Nice. Anyway. Okay. Now try watching the movie without those and see if it's. A, all right, uh, I'll difference. report back. Or at least look um, at the tuned uniforms. The, <laughs> the Wednesday odds, um, by the time you hear this, actually, these are night games. Denver minus four over Utah tonight. I think Denver's going to have trouble with whoever they play. It just seems like everything's a one possession game and either uh, Jokic makes the pick and roll shot at the end or it doesn't. Celtics minus four and a half over the Sixers. We discussed this. I like the Celtics. I like this them in this game. I think they need to prove something. They come out, like you said, Tatum, Brown, all these guys are doing well. Uh, they could do and, and Embiid also a couple possessions away from blowing out his knee or what, however you want to look at it. Clippers, Mavs is interesting. Clippers minus six. Over the Mavericks, obviously Porzingis gets thrown out at game one. I don't know. He said the F word or something. I don't know what happened, but they uh, they took him out, and it was uh, all downhill there for the Mavs. So Clippers minus six. That's the uh, NBA rundown. Do NFL. you think that that? Do you, no, go ahead if you go want. Ahead, do you sorry. want to indulge that at no. all? Because the Clippers are the one A out of the West. It would seem if the yeah if sure if the Lakers fall away, um, then the Clips obviously become the the presumed favorite there. And I'll tell you, man, it's kind of like we talked about. I feel like Luca, no matter what you do to try and stop him and what, you know, Kawhi and whoever else you want to throw at him, when you're a physical penetrator like that, what are you going to do? It, it, it has a, a poor man's LeBron vibe to it. You can do whatever you want defensively, yeah. but if you're physical in the paint like Luca is as a score, there's only so much you can do to try and stop that. And um, I mean, what a phenomenal performance either way in game one by by yeah. him against uh, against that uh, Clippers bunch, eh? That was a lot of fun. I was watching on my anniversary din at dinner, if, uh, <laughs> pretending to reminisce about our big night, but looking over my uh, poor wife's shoulder to uh, see the final minutes of that game. But all right, um, let's go uh, NFL here. Hard knocks again last night. Our constant reminder that NFL's right right in our faces. I'll tell you, I like, I like, it's getting better. I think I need like, we, we saw the green field. It wasn't as many uh, partitions with unwilling players about to get COVID tested. So it was more green field, less, um, you know, inside everything cornered off like in uh, cubicles, people getting tested. I think I need 80% football, 20% COVID. I'll get to a nice ratio for, uh, for my hard knocks enjoyment. Um, what came out? They're wearing trackers. Okay, they got through that. Uh, Jared Golf. Jared Golf. Jared Golf. <laughs> he should change his name to Jared Golf. Jared Golf was chipping balls for about seemed like twenty minutes in his uh, in his massive estate. Um, that was fun. Dante Dion, Chargers what? cornerback. He's he's a goofball. Was Kevin, it was Kevin it fun Hardness. though? It's fun. Are you sure it was fun when Jared Goff was no, chipping I don't know the golf was balls? Fun. No, not for the minute eighteen. <laughs> I think they could have stopped that. What do you guys think? I mean, it all came to the crescendo, like, all right, all this nonsense. And at the 52-minute mark, they're like, now we're going to play some football. And the music ramps up. And these guys are still not in pads, but they had to make a big deal out of it. And we had the sound of guys 
um, pushing each other, kind of, um, I to coincide. I could have run through a wall, Sal. I, I almost really? teared up again. Yeah, the end of Hard Knocks, I think I'm just going to cry every time because oh. I, first of all, I'm feeling a lot more optimistic about NFL than I was mm-hmm. a month ago. I really do think this can work. We're going to have a season. Um, I feel... I feel a happiness that I am a little embarrassed about uh, mm-hmm. in that in that regard. I'm so I'm so hopeful that it does work. I think I agree with you in terms of I was really glad to get football and to get sort of the goofiness and to have the fun. Like at one point, Sean McVay is running around the field going, football is fun. And I was like, yeah. yes, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that uh, one of my favorite parts was uh, Jalen Ramsey shopping for a house. Because yeah. in this pandemic, for some reason, I've gotten super into real estate and there is all there's a sort oh. of corner of Instagram where people it's it cheap old houses and cheap Nordic houses and then your dream mansion and like all these handles that I've started following. And so when Jalen's going around looking at this house, I was like, OK, marble con- countertops like the, nah. the bones look pretty good. You could do some yeah. cool decor stuff here. So I <laughs> I enjoyed that. All right, so now Charlotte is two for two in terms of tearing up at the end of Hard Now She's a tiny bit uh, more emotionally unstable than we thought going into this. <laughs> oh, you have no she's, idea. <laughs> <laughs> she's bawling at the top ten plays at Sports Center. But all right, we're gonna get we're gonna get through all of it. <laughs> Dave, did you did you weep at all? Or was it just okay? Uh, there was a, there was actually no weeping, but I was I was fascinated by Charlotte's uh, real estate review. I would love to because I was I was intrigued too. Where was that house in Southern California? Right? I could not figure out. There was there was no indication that any other human beings lived within miles of wherever that house. It looked like Mars. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah, they said 30 acres. Didn't they say he has 30 acres or 33 acres or something? Like, I don't know. That can't be in this state, is it? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it was that was weird. But then also, I mean, the thing that really did strike me once again is um, as the uniform and or otherwise. I mean, those Chargers uniforms mm. are going to look so good out there on Sundays. But I, but that aside, I feel like the, <laughs> the film's producers probably rightly made a choice like, all right, we got to let football be the star here because our two leading men, a.k.a. the the presumed long-term uh, quarterbacks for these two teams, aren't exactly exhilarating personalities. I'm sorry to say it, but, I mean, they might be right. swell fellas and everything, but I didn't exactly get leading man stuff off of um, Jared Goff yeah. or uh, Justin Herbert there. You know, they're m- both nice, yeah, talented yeah, yeah. guys. It's also interesting, the ongoing relationship between McVeigh and Goff, who is more who is as much of like the head coach is in your ear till the 15 second mark of the play clock, do exactly what I tell you and we'll be okay kind of vibe. As much as we talk about field general and leading men in the huddle and everything else, it is so blatantly obvious that the Rams operation is predicated on, hey kid, hey uh, toe-headed, handsome guy, just do exactly what I say and don't screw this up. (laughs) Just practice your chip shot in your massive <laughs> yeah, yeah. backyard and uh, right. we'll, we'll make it work. At right. the Super Bowl in 2016, I was at this party and I looked over and Jared Goff and Blake Bortles are standing in the middle of the dance floor, just fist pumping and head banging to Avicii. And it was like <laughs> the most on brand, perfect thing for both of them I'd ever seen. And now anytime I see Jared Goff, I'm just like, yep, that that story checks out. That's great. That's great. All right. Speaking of checking out stories now, as we are more and more confident that NFL is going to start up, we still feel that it should be in a bubble. These bubble sports are working NHL, NBA, very few, if any positive tests 
We wanted to move the NFL bubble because they're not doing anything about it. We took matters into our own hands, picked out aptly bubble rock trail in Maine right there. You could see in uh, young Charlotte's backyard there. You could see, I mean, I think you could hear people whistling as they go down the trail there. If you, if you want to listen yeah. uh, close enough right there by Charlotte. Um, <laughs> we talked to uh, the owner of the side street cafe. Uh, she gave us some uh, of her thoughts, why it might not work. Then we talked to a councilman who was then going to go to a city council meeting last night and kind of try to convince the board that this was maybe the right move to move all 32 teams to the bubble and compete right there in Maine, the 2020 season. How great would it be? Now, Joel Solomon, you don't need to sing uh, anymore, but can you come on and update us about what's going on with this councilman and how far did we get last night at the proceedings? Well, we, we went in as a long shot. Oh, no. But after two eight seeds won yesterday, I think we all felt inspired that maybe it was our time. And, and there was legit momentum yesterday. Joe, just give us the bad news. Are we, are we booking trips to uh, Bar Harbor or wherever? I mean, can't, can't I? Can't I? Don't you want to be let down easy? Or I mean, uh, our, he didn't he didn't speak on our he, behalf. Did he, he did speak on our behalf. So yesterday when you when you got a hold of me, we were still trying to find out what happened because he warned us at 1 p.m. Councilman Hockman said, I'm going to try and mention it, but we have a pretty contentious issue coming before us today. It may last hours. I'm going to mention it at the end of the meeting. And sure enough, we, we uh -huh. didn't hear. We didn't hear from him. So I, I assume this meeting was like seven hours. Uh -huh. This morning, he, he did bring it up. I got an email from him and... Uh, you're, you may have to find a new rock, a new bubble. Oh, no. no he, what? We got turned down? Well, there was this other issue, I think, soured everyone, maybe, because clearly. What could be going what on there the for issue? five hours? The milkman went on strike? What could, what's going on in the bubble rock trail? They, uh, he, the, the one point on the agenda was he's, they're trying to allow businesses with a liquor license to have outside amplified music. Oh, oh my god my Cle goodness personally i i think you could solve all of this by just letting the nfl move to bubble rock that that would solve everything. yes is this, this the one plot for of five Fulbus? hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> this talk went for five hours about the loud music I, I feel like we this is why we need to step in we solved the uniform thing in like uh, two and a half minutes like the loud totally. music forget it give us 15 20 minutes i, I think uh, we just need people in bubble rock to to get to come together, start picketing, having signs, go, go right. in front of well, his restaurant. I will. Well, this I is will say, Sal, I did hear from the newspaper. The local newspaper is interested in an article. They're, I believe the locals call it the Islander. I think that's uh -huh. the newspaper. That's the premier news location. All right. Well, Joel, uh, thanks for nothing. I guess I don't know. I, let, let's see what we could do with the newspaper. I want one last stab at this. Um, I just feel like uh, this is way more of a serious issue than amplified music. Everyone's heard amplified music before, whether they get it or not. Who, who cares? They're going to get 32 football teams for crying out loud. It, it, it seems obvious. I, I do appreciate Council Hockman's effort. I, I, I really do, because he, he was always on board with the idea. It was just the parliamentary mm -hmm. procedure of getting it on the agenda that he had. Oh, all right. Get out of here. All right. That's Good enough. night, pal. Thank That's you. enough for you. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's talk baseball. Let's shift gears. Uh, Wednesday odds 
Red Sox. Well, this will probably be over by the time uh, you listen. Charlotte's Red Sox, just terrible. God. Plus 125 against the Phillies. They, they threw, I don't even know if they're trying anymore, Charlotte. They threw 206 pitches yesterday. Oftentimes, they don't put a, a starter on the hill. Uh, forget the Yankee series. That's, I mean, that's the one thing that we can count on a nice rivalry there. I think they've lost nine in a row. Is, is baseball even on your radar anymore? No, I, I'm having trouble watching it. Honestly, when they traded Mookie, I, I've, I, yeah, it's too painful. You know, it's too uh, painful. And now they say it's, I'm almost glad that they suck as much as they do. Cause I'm really? like, I don't have to pretend to be like I'm always invested. The Red Sox is probably my most sort of fervent fandom deep in my soul, and that's probably mm-hmm. why I just can't look right now. Plus, you got the Bruins and the uh, what's the other team? The Celtics. You're you're, you're good. Yeah, for we're now. we're right, doing fine. We're doing fine. We're not hurting too much here in New England, but it mm-hmm. you know I I've got to just be like you know not the Sox here, not the yep. Sox here. Garrett Cole minus one eighty five. Yankees take on Tampa Bay. My Jacob Degrom and the Mets minus two thirty. Boy, they start hitting now. Will they hit for Degrom? Minus two thirty over the Marlins. Dodgers tonight. Urias minus two forty over the Mariners. Dave's Pirates plus one sixty at home against the Indians. Dave, you're four and fifteen. You played nineteen <laughs> games. The Cardinals have played eleven games and they have five wins. Um, what are you doing with baseball? Well, I, I'm, I'm frankly not watching a whole lot of it. I, I resent it and have for some time because the entire sport needs to be moved to the peak of Mount Pius with their dumb unwritten rules and everything. The pirates, by the way, yeah. tracking to have the war. I mean, for real, if they would play this thing out over 162 games, it would be the worst winning percentage, or it is currently the worst winning percentage in 121 or 125 <laughs> years or something like that. they played this out wow it, that that's how bad they would be but yeah they it, should play it out that'll be fun that that's one good thing to look forward to play that would whoever. be funny that be would be fun. I, I i do think in the august awesomeness tripod of sports that we have going here the clear cut uh week third leg is baseball here it's not compelling the yep. way it's it's tracking here and the ongoing thing to kind of look at is We've talked about it with the NBA and with some of these would-be powerhouse NHL teams. Are the veteran teams the guy with with the teams where there's like, yeah, I don't think it's going to go our way this year anyway. Let's just get out of this thing sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah. it's, it's interesting. If it, are these are some of these grown-ups kind of like, yeah, maybe this ain't the year to make a deep playoff run. Let's just back out of this thing with uh, with or without maybe. them. I mean, the Lakers <laughs> legitimately. Didn't they? Didn't the Lakers, by the way, to go way back to where we were? It felt a little bit like they just kind of laid down with thirty seconds to go, didn't it? They were down only five, and they choose not to buy. Like, ah, that's enough. You know, let, let's go home. You know, that's the one thing. The one thing with all these pandemic sports, I feel like an easy go to, and I'm there all the time. Is they look like they don't want to be there. You know, I, I I say that about ten times as much as I did in a non bubble, a non pandemic situation. Like, uh, Lakers just look like they don't want to be there. That's first quarter, and it's like, uh, Carmelo might be just as good as LeBron now. Like, what what am I talking about? Like, <laughs> w- w- come on, wake up here. But yeah, it definitely does seem like that with baseball. It's a more lethargic pace to begin with. But um, as you brought up, the unwritten rules that has uh, injected some some spice into the season here. Fernando Tatis. Uh, Padres Fernando Titi's uh, fantastic, phenomenal young talent. He swings three and zero. The team is up ten to three. He swings three and zero and hits a grand slam. Um, the next day, or is it two days later? He steals a base up five runs late in the game, 
and people were freaking out. They're like, these are unwritten rules against the two team against the team that's inferior or losing. I don't know, Charlotte. Is this just what are unwritten rules? Is it just we to not hurt the other team's feelings? Is that is that what the point is? No, it's this weird sort of respectability thing where people feel like there is sportsmanship to be had and that if you're too flashy or you, I think baseball is the worst offender by far. I mean, mm. I think it, you you used to see it more in the NFL with with celebrations uh, not being allowed after touchdowns. But at this point with baseball, there's like a respect the game, respect the sanctity of the game. And it's just like, mm-hmm. well, no, I mean, especially when you have a guy like Tatis who's up for arbitration and like any any stats he has that was his first grand slam like yeah it, it nothing nothing is going that well for anyone in 2020 so like give <laughs> give give the guy like as many home runs as possible and i also as competitive athletes i mean i think that i think that it's it would be almost more offensive to me if someone came up and just took my pitch rather than being like, you know what, if I swing at this, I'm going to hit a grand slam. It's like, no, don't go easy on me. I feel like that is the most offensive thing you can do to a professional athlete. Like either, either be better and meet the moment or get, you know, 13,000 runs scored on you. That's sports. Like that's how it works. I have no sympathy for, for the. Yeah. Like why, why do we care about hurting the feelings of a guy who may or may not be aiming at my head uh, intentionally? Like I I don't, I don't get it. And you brought up a good point too, with the bonuses, as long as these guys get to hit bonuses for so many home runs or RBIs or whatever, as long as that's in your contract. Yeah. You have to go for the max numbers there. Um, Dave, I, I don't know. Well, how do you feel about this? I think you feel the same way that I do. Um, who, who, as long as we're not in the crowd and need to go home and need to be somewhere in an hour, I, I see let it play the way it plays out. Charlotte hits it right on both counts. One in 21st century terms, of course, their contracts are predicated on what their power numbers are, of course. But then just in the more uh, basic, in the more rudimentary sense of competitive sports, what are we doing? Like, it's not like, by the way, they were up 27 runs or anything. It's conceivable mm-hmm. that there could have been a rally there. And I love Tatis. Uh, giving the middle finger to the baseball gods the day after he gets so much crap, not from the other team, but from his skipper named Jace. Even Jace, well, you uh, you ignored the sign, and I'm not going (laughs) to, Jace. I mean, two things to me show how overly pious baseball has become. One, Bill Belichick, all-time curmudgeon, says about football, yeah, you're allowed to show joy in my operation. I don't mind the, the the overstatement about what Bill Belichick and his rules and everything with the Patriots over the last 20 years is he does encourage you to have a personality on the field. You're allowed to celebrate baseball more stringent than Bill Belichick one. And two, it occurred to me yesterday too, and this is in fact the case. How, how do you know your sport is too pious? If Jesus Christ signed with the New York Yankees, he would be required. To, what? He would be required to shave his beard. That goes to, I mean, that, that really hit home for me when I realized that one, I was like, mm. yeah, maybe your sport's taking itself too seriously. You know, if, 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 yeah. if that would be the measure that, uh, you know, so anyway, but yeah, yeah, move the whole thing up to Mount Pius and leave us uh, human beings down here on the planet earth yeah. alone. Also, Jesus was a carpenter. He's not going to compete in the major league. I mean, maybe he can put, maybe he can make a nice bat, but oh, come on, let's be realistic. He, he's done a lot, but um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think like, yeah, look at other sports. Like 
is a bat flip that much worse? Is it uh, that much more intimidating than Dame Lillard doing the Hulk Hogan after he hits a three or something? Like, come on, well, that's fun. Let's 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 play with it. It's also baseball itself had its uh, had its. Remember that campaign last year, let the kids play, or two years ago, where they're yeah. they're trying to sort of shake this image of being super stodgy, and then you have a guy named Jace coming out and saying, man, he should have taken the pit. Jace is like, Jace should have his own HGTV show in like on the <laughs> SEC network or something. Like, are you kidding me? Oh my God, Jace. Like, a lot of letters. For, go yeah. back to your no, frat right. house in Alabama, Jesus. It is the double whammy of, I like to point out names that work for a grown up, but not for a little kid like Justin. You know, Justin is cute if you're a little four-year-old boy, but you don't want to be a, a, right. a 42-year-old man named Justin. My that, middle no, name is Justin. There's no dignity oh, in that. that's rough. <laughs> Uncomfortable. <laughs> um, Jace is a double whammy. It doesn't work for a baby, and it doesn't work for a grown-up. And I don't think he's going to work for right. the San Diego Padres forever because I assume that, the, that, that uh, impugning your stars isn't a good long-term plan. Like... Uh, Hey, Tatis must be like, hey, ownership, who's who's uh, in it for the long haul? Me or or this guy named Jace, you know, choose. Yeah, that's what I would say if I were Tatis. Yeah. Let's chase Jace from the league. You're right. It all it begins and ends with Jace, Major League Baseball. Maybe they'll get in the top three (laughs) if he's gone. Um, I want to. uh, So that this is Wednesday show. Did we establish that? That's the only reason I bring up hump day, because to to, to figure differentiate. So this is Wednesday show. We're back on Friday. We're going to have best bets. I uh, I put our email out there. It's the extra points gang at gmail.com. It's the extra points gang is a double E might trip you up. The extra points gang at gmail.com. I reached out. I wanted some of our listeners to um, come up with suggestions for what we might have in terms of stakes. We want it to hurt. We want these bets. We don't want, you know, Dave to be like, ah, Bruins minus a puck and a half. And then if it happens, it happens. Same thing with Charlotte. All right, Portland, they win by five or seven. Who cares? No, we want this to hurt Mm -hmm. and starting football season. So we summoned some of the listeners to come up with ideas of what should be stakes. Let me read this. Sorry, off the phone here. Hey, extra points team. Your pod is the silver lining and what has been an otherwise abysmal six months for our country. That's so nice. Also, that's a low bar. Yeah, I know. The individual at the end of the NFL season with the worst betting record should have to spend the weekend alone in the city of the winner's choosing. (laughs) That city should be within one hour drive to a major airport. I hear the suburbs of Wichita are beautiful in January. Uh, AJ saying, oh, thanks for the uh, nice note, AJ. I like that, but I also kind of like all the cities we're from. Like Charlotte, it seems like she's having a lovely time there in Maine. And if you want to count New York as your city, of course, I'd go in a heartbeat. No, but Dave, he's saying he's saying yeah. you have to choose like any city. Oh. It, like I would be like, you have to go to Toledo. Oh, I see. Did I, I just don't know how to read anymore. Yeah. The yeah. city of the winner's choosing, not the winner. Gotcha. That's so bleak, though. That is so unbelievably <laughs> bleak. <laughs> hey, Sal, you lose. Enjoy Terre Haute for the weekend. You know? <laughs> oh, man. I kind of like it now. Oh, that's... <laughs> I really do. An hour from the airport. And you have to go airport. alone. You can't bring anyone. Oh, my God. You're just like yeah, in yeah, a double yeah. tree eating all the cookies. Oh, we may have to consider this. Sorry to jump the gun there, AJ. That's uh, That is not bad at all. I'm um, I'm sending Charlotte to Jalen Ramsey's near his home, but she's not allowed <laughs> on the actual ground. She just has to walk in that exactly and that Mars-like atmosphere that exists around Ramsey's right. house. 
watching the right. realtor walk down those that that uh, huge dirt path in stilettos was I, w- I yeah. almost had a heart attack. Anyway, I, those holes, you. those are snake holes. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I might um, sentence Charlotte to a weekend of hitting golf balls with Jared Goff. Like you know, like just, <laughs> uh, more story. Yeah, fascinating stuff, Jared. Great. Yeah, really interesting. What, what happens if Charlotte s- sends me to the bubble trail and they don't let me in? They're like, no, I don't care about your stupid contest. Uh, none you of you people allowed here. You have to camp in like a different part of Maine with no electricity. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, I kind of like that. All right. Joe Costa says the stakes should be stakes. Weekly loser buys the other stakes for the week. Uh, best part is it parlay into an Omaha steak sponsorship pretty easily. Mm. Um, well, all right. Well, I think we did this on the man, Joe, Dave. The stakes were stakes. Mm-hmm. We did something like that. It's not bad. It's almost instant uh, heart disease. If I'm not battling it already. Um, let's see. From James La Scala. Here are the stakes. If Dave loses a Friday bet, he is forced to complete a literate sentence. He's unlistenable. Oh, my God. What? Well, that's I mean, not nice. That's so mean. It's tough. I don't but, agree with that at all. It's tough, but fair. Well, a few no, people, it's not fair. A few people I, I, don't, I don't think he's unlistenable. In fact, it's, it's quite the opposite. You could turn your volume down as much as you want, and you're going to be forced to listen to him, right? <laughs> that's right. I mean, like, yeah, he's apparently has uh, ADHD. Like, that's what my family has often done over the... You just can put the phone down, yeah. walk away, go about your business, come back, and put your... Oh, Dave's still talking. Like, that. He just you right. just have to hang in. You have to make a commitment. That's all, friend. <laughs> right. I don't think that's good. I like the uh, I like the city thing better than Dave completing a literate. Dave completes plenty, plenty of literate sentences. I think that's way off. Yeah, that's mean. But yeah, I, I don't I like because I don't mean. like Charlotte's <laughs> tone. I, it felt condescending. It felt like. No, I mean, it's true, but it's still mean. No, 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 no. Listen, guys, a few people, a few people on the iTunes review have said that I have screwed up the chemistry of your friendship, which oh, personally, no. personally, I do not agree with. I think the three of us are having a great time. I do, too. And I also think I that too. everyone who said that just maybe doesn't like a lady's voice in sports, so maybe they should check themselves. There you go. Um, exactly. But I think I think we're all doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. You're all my That's favorites. A- <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrific way to go out. What do you guys have in terms of plugs, Dave? You're going to be reviewing uniforms around the country this week? <laughs> That's right. I think some penalty has to involve uh, our producer there, Jim. I don't know how exactly, like, you know, oh. Yeah, me having to take him on a donut tour around L.A. would be uh, would be a punishment for me, something like that. Um, but mm. uh, yeah, I'm going to plug uh, Dave's of Thunder and the uh, the new show with Jeff Schwartz coming up. I would say within a week now we should. Uh, yeah, we're getting close. We're, we're almost certainly going to be launched with that and Eddie Spaghetti as well. We're going to focus on some Northeast. Uh, um, so not bubble rock though. I don't know. We'll, we'll keep that for extra no, points, no. but yeah, th- everything else in the Northeast region of, uh, sports America, we'll focus in on that. That's going to be a lot of that, fun. Yeah. Dave, as he said, with Jeff Schwartz, former NFL player, he's going to, he knows gambling, he knows sports. Dave obviously knows sports are going to cover that Northeast region for football with Eddie Spaghetti. Um, look for that sometime next week or the week after that'll be good. All right, Charlotte. Um, I'm really down with the bubble rock. I can't believe they won't even hear us. They're listening to five hours about outdoor music, but don't care about outdoor football. 
Very sad. But I, I don't blame you. You just live there. <laughs> it's just your fault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I apologize for that. Uh, you know, we can. I don't think I don't think all hope is lost. Uh, OK. In terms of plugs, got a few things on the Fox Sports app, which I'll just keep plugging until everyone downloads it. Uh, and I also have two <laughs> very cool WWE interviews coming out this week. Um, I'm not going to say what they are yet because I don't know when they're coming out. But uh, Big John you know Stud. You, you can't say who. <laughs> it's not Big John Stud. Are you? Uh, do you know? I mean, you know, but can you tell? You can't tell us who it is, right? Well, I'm I'm superstitious that if I say it, then like they'll oh, cancel at the last minute. So once it happens, I'll tell you guys Friday. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I got yeah. You. Okay. yeah, yeah. It's it's not Kamala the Ugandan giant though. We could tell you. No. That. Rest in peace. R.I.P. So sorry. Yeah. Ivan Putski. Boo for Kamala. <laughs> it's probably what? not Putski. Ivan Putski was a he a, a, he was uh, what is he forty years past Sal. I he used to do the Polish hammer. That's what he would do. He would th- oh. he was short, but he was like a little stocky little muscle man. And he would throw his Love foe it. against the ropes. And then when they bounced back, he'd give him the Polish hammer in the chest. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then he Thank grabbed the microphone that, and, and yelled, Polish power. That wouldn't be a bad interview. Actually, yes, that would be a bad interview. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't pursue uh, Ivan Putski. I don't know. <laughs> All right. It's All not right. really for anyone but me or Dave. Uh, what could I say? Oh yeah. Listen to this show. We're going to be back Friday. Um, then there's against all odds. That was fun this week. Um, laugh lines, Rachel Bonetta and I cutting up and that's it. I'm at the, oh, you did, South. uh, you got, you did Julie's show. Julie's show. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. I did, uh, drinks with Binks. Yes. She's very fond of you. Sean. Oh, very, very fond that's of so you. sweet. She's the best. I'm big fan of both of you, but that comes out Friday. So I guess you can plug that. Friday. That comes out Friday. I should have. No, I absolutely should uh, promote that. That was a, a fun time. I, I like the idea. We drank Coke Zero. I think she was a little disappointed, but it was nine in the morning. I can't you know, I can't drink. I'm not a I'm not a booze drinker anyway. Charlotte vices as it is. Charlotte, that is Sal. One of Sal's secret weapons is that he does. Zero? No, well, the aversion to <laughs> alcohol. That's like. Uh, My Sally's diabolical. It's because at two thirty in the morning, you're on your eleventh yeah. drink. Sal is completely awake. You know, like he's he's completely lucid. He always has the upper hand right. on you. You know, be, I love it. Beware, it's smart. Beware. It's smart. Okay, well, thank you, that- Dave. That's uh yeah. Thanks for giving my secret. As he away, takes Dave. a no. Dave picks up a red solo cup right after he says that. <laughs> it's party. Four so what? You paid for that. I'm not here to answer <laughs> any of you. I I don't care what I, you you emailers. I have a <laughs> a big belly from meatballs and a terrible terrible gambling addiction. I don't need any more vices. And uh, as I told Julie, like I got drunk in ninth grade, and much like everybody says, oh that's it, I'm not t- drinking again. I kind of stuck to it. That's like, yeah, amazing. That's it. Yeah, you have so stupid. many more brain cells than the rest of us. No, but it's not even like I just feel people like uh, people get weirded out by it. They're like, oh, he he has a battle with alcoholism and that's why he doesn't drink. I'm like, no, I just I don't like it, which makes them hate me even more. But um, I respect whatever. it. I think it's great. You'll respect this, Charlotte. Thank I know you. Sal's trying to end the show, but he also he and his cousin <laughs> both are so loyal. This is indicative of of their worldview. They're so loyal that they won't drink Pepsi. And they legitimately, yeah. if they're like, well, well, our gun at the restaurant here only pours Pepsi. They're like, well, then no, no cola for me. That they're wow. so they're Coke loyalists. I brought this up on drinks with Binks, uh, August second, nineteen eighty four. Me and Jimmy and uh, a few of his friends made an oath. We took an oath to never let Pepsi touch our lips again. 
And as far as I know, there have been some idiot waiters out there. You're like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's Coke. And then they bring back a Pepsi and I take one sip. I'm like, ah. But aside from those, uh, I could count on one hand in, uh, in 35 years how many times that's happened. Aside from that, I've stuck to it. No Pepsi, no Pepsi products. You know, Dave, you don't know the story behind it. Like Jimmy and I both took the Pepsi challenge. Charlotte, you're, this precedes you by decades, but they used to set up booths and they would have Coke and Pepsi samples and they would put people, they'd have people taste test it. And then they would cut together the best results for Pepsi. And I was like, I did this. And this is before I took the oath. I was like, oh, I like, uh, I like the, I like this one. They're like, yeah, that's Coke. I'm like, isn't everyone taking Coke? And the guy's like, yeah, everyone's <laughs> taking Coke. I was like, son of a bitch. That's not right. And so I took a stand with Jimmy. And, you got to uh, stand for something or you'll fall for anything. So there you go. <laughs> I liked, you know what? I actually liked new Coke when it came out, too. I And I like oh, old Coke, too. But uh, but another bit of loyalty from or, or weird uh, sense of loyalty. Uh, the aforementioned Jimmy Kimmel, who is a UNLV fan from way back, refused because Hoosiers, the movie came out when the Indiana Hoosiers were about to play the UNLV right. running Rebels in the Final Four. And so Kimmel swore mm. off ever seeing the movie Hoosiers, and he has stuck to it to this day. That's cutting your nose <laughs> off to spite your face, but I admire it uh, nevertheless. That's he knows amazing. there's not a scene where Bobby Knight uh, tosses a chair onto the the skull of Jerry Tarkanian, right? <laughs> I don't know what his is thinking he, is, but is I, I kind of appreciate right. it. Well... I appreciate you guys, and we're back on Friday. And screw the iTunes um, listeners there. I don't, you know what? Should we just take this off iTunes, Charlotte? <laughs> no. If you're, if you're going to read the comments and and let it get to you, I can't. I have to protect you here. Oh no, Let's no, take no! It they off, don't. They, they just make me want to be better. They fuel okay. me. You know I'm like what? Tom you're Brady coming out of the sixth round. I'm like, tell me everything bad about myself, and I will prove you wrong. There's nothing bad. I could promise you that. And we are back on Friday with uh, nothing bad, Charlotte. And uh, Dave Damashek. Until then, for those two, I'm Sal reminding you that even though you may feel like an underdog, <laughs> please know you're all my favorites. 